Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Uh, but I'm your guest host today, Luke Andrews. I'm filling in for the wonderful Jim Brangenberg. And if you don't know, Jim and his wife, Martha, host uh, the uh, Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage. And they're probably somewhere, uh, they're almost in Mexico, I would assume, right about now. But they're enjoying life. They are witnessing and sharing their testimonies uh, in Christ's name for those marriages. Uh, but do this for us. Check us out. Check out the latest of I Work For Him right on our website. It's www.iworkforhim.com. That's www.iwork4him.com. And today, today we're talking about wills, trust, and probate. Interesting topic. Interesting topic. I'll tell you, uh, we're going to jump into it here shortly, but one of the things that I did find out just by doing my own little research is when Randy and I met to start uh, you know, generating questions to, to try to get our audience to write down these questions and get them motivated to call into Jose today, is uh, I researched that almost 80% of adult Americans do not have a will. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? And, and, uh, hey, Luke, thanks for having me. I appreciate that. You're yeah. welcome. I'm going to introduce you in a second because you've right. got a great you've got a great background of this. This is something that uh, we feel I feel really really comfortable and happy to talk about today. But when we were meeting yesterday, what was it? I didn't have a will. 
Exactly. I did not have a will. So shame on me. I'm one of the 80%. I told my wife before I was coming today, I said, number one, pray for us that if there's anyone out there that we can reach that does not have a will, please let us know. And and, and my wife, I said, we're getting a will when the show's done. We're getting a will. So hopefully on the way home, you know, something doesn't happen to me tragically and and we're not stuck with with no wills. Um, You know, if you think about it, I've got kids. You know, if if my wife said, well, you know, they'll just go to your mom. And I was like, well, are you sure about that? You know, what if if your mom wants the custody of the kids? Now you've got a court trying to decide. It's a mess. So long story short, we're going to jump into that. We're going to talk about wills. We're going to talk about what probate is, and we're going to talk about a trust. If you have a pen and paper, I recommend that you put get your pen and paper out or your electronic device, and let's get the uh, let's get the questions written down. Randy's got some experience. I'm going to let him kind of talk briefly about uh, why we feel that he's a good fit to talk about this subject. So, uh, without further ado, Randy Pattison, it's great to have you on the show today. Hey, thanks, Luke. Listen, it's not uncommon for people not to have something written. It, it usually takes some either that if you have a start a family, if you start having assets, things like that, that's when you start thinking about, oh, well, what am I going to do now? Where is it going to go and all of that? But it, it does take a trigger of some type to say, I better get going. and I, I really re- need to write something down. So but let me give you a little bit of background for me. Uh, after uh, selling some assets from cable television, we started, I started in the industry uh, as an advisor and uh, bought a trust company in Indiana. And we had five offices and about uh, 30 people, and uh, about 10 of those were trust officers. So I have uh, at least 10 years of extensive background in trust and estates. But as you know me, Luke, and you know I have to do the caveat, which simply says we are not lawyers, and anything discussed in this program (laughs) needs to be reviewed by your attorney prior to making any decisions on the subject matter that's so important. By the way, a lot of things we're going to be talking about come directly from uh, www.floridabar.org. That's the Florida Bar. It's an organization of all lawyers who are licensed by Supreme Court of Florida to practice law in the state. So the question would be, well, as advisors, this is, this is legal information. Yeah. Why are you guys doing that? Right. So if you don't mind me taking a second to, to tell you why, yeah. we, Luke and I are both what we call fiduciaries. There are different types of brokers. Uh, there are registered advisors, registered reps. There's, we come in all kinds of different shapes and sizes. But in our particular industry, Bel Air Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm. We are fiduciaries, which a fiduciary is an individual in whom another has placed the utmost trust and confidence to manage and protect property or money. The relationship therein, one person has an obligation to act for the benefit of another. That's so one, perfect. Yeah. yeah. One to, get into that. No, that's perfect. I think uh, I think you laid it out perfect. So we've been talking to Randy Pattison. We just we're just getting started. You really haven't missed much about the the subject today. And we're talking about wills, probate and trust. Those are like three three words that, that are usually uncommon. Well, apparently wills are uncommon. 80% of American adults don't have them. And then probate and trust. So let's get back into it. First, Randy, yes. tell us how Christ is making an impact in your life today. Christ is making a, a huge impact in my life every moment of every day, and there are hundreds and thousands of times and th- different things that I could think of. But the one that thing that he moves me in in my quiet time is more study, more education. And one of the reasons, obviously many reasons, that you and I are here is we educate, we teach people, we help them understand more about what we do. As I've said many, many times, the most difficult client that I have to deal with is one that says to me, 
I don't really care what it is. I don't understand anything about it. Don't ever tell me anything. Just get do, do what I do what you need to do, and within a, th- a month or so, they're going to the call me and say, "Hey, yeah. help me out. What's going on with the markets, especially in January, February?" But that's a totally different subject. Right? <laughs> we could we could always go down that that rabbit hole. The, the right, market's right. been interesting. Anyway, we'll get right. back to the. So anyway, the educational part of it is pushing more towards studying and and helping uh, yeah. help, helping others and, uh, as a fiduciary. To understand more of what our responsibility is for them as a whole person, as opposed to as an advisor, people say, what do you do? You manage money? Are you in stocks and bonds, commodities, your butterfly spreads? What are you doing? We look at the whole person and say, you know, do you have trust? Do you have a will? Do you have life insurance? Do you have all these things? Do you have your kids set up and all of that, 529s and on and on. Well, I'll tell you, um, he he makes an in, I agree with you. I concur. He makes an impact in my life every day, and I think it's important for our audience, our listeners, to understand that at Bel Air Wealth Management, you know, we're human beings, but we're Christ followers. Okay, it's not necessarily just what we do in our practice; it's really who we are. And I, I try to anytime I get an opportunity to share with kids or to share with friends, and I'm in, in an opportunity to encourage someone. You know, Christ has put on my heart. He's got three verses. And these are really, really simple verses. I challenge each of you listening today to write them down. Take a second, write down these pieces of Scripture. They're very easy to memorize. And and God, the Holy Spirit, will provoke you or, or compel you to share these Scriptures with people at the right time. The first one is my—these these three are really my life verses, but the first one, Colossians 3.23, it says, Whatever you do, work hard at it as if you're working for the Lord and not for man. That, that applies in your business life, your personal life— your relationship. You know, if you're in a job that you don't feel like you're in the right place and you, and you don't feel like working for, you know, you're working hard this day, just remember, you're not just, you're not working for that company. You're not working for that person. You're working for Christ himself. The other scripture I want to hit is Matthew seven twelve. It says, do unto others as you want done to you. You've heard that. Treat others as I you have. want to be treated. I mean, that's actually, uh, that's a secular, you know, they, they've kind of, they've stole a few scriptures from us here and there, but that's one you hear all the time. Well, you, you know, if you want Susie to, to, to treat you right, you got to treat them right, and that's that's biblical, folks. It's do unto others as you want done to you. My Isn't last, that the golden rule? That is that. Or is that the man with the gold makes the rule? The, it, well, uh, it's no. whatever you want today, Randy. This <laughs> okay. is your show. You're right. the guest. You're the professional. My last one is Galatians six seven. Is you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. You reap what you sow, yes. and, and Scripture teaches that you always reap more than you sow. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the the the, the kernel, the, the kernel of corn. You stick it in the ground, you plant it, and you have this huge stock, and you've got all these ears of corn. That one kernel of corn. Now you've got you know hundreds, maybe even thousands of corn on one stock. So. Yep. So the idea there is Christ should be making an impact in your life today. If, if you didn't get a chance to write down those three, I, I encourage you. I encourage you because you're going to have an opportunity tonight. You're going to have an opportunity in your workplace. You're going to have an opportunity when you're driving home in traffic today to really to reap what you sow or to do unto others as you want. If someone cuts you off, you, that, that inkling, that one second where you, you try to speed up the block amount. No, take your foot off oh, the I, gas, I, I put never, on the brake. I would never do that. You would never. Randy, like, Rand, yeah, this right. is true. This is so true. <laughs> yeah, Randy, we could go there, okay? Uh, no, when we first not. met, you kind of, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
That was actually one thing you've been. You're gritting your teeth, right? He's getting mad, folks. <laughs> uh, this guy talks about driving, and he gets a little upset. He knows that we're going to go home. Listen, Randy, do unto others as you want done to you. I'm going to share that Amen. with you today. So, uh, so anyway, that's how Christ is making an impact in my life. I hope that we shared something briefly there with you that's going to help make an impact in your life today. So. Today's show is going to be a good one. Like I said earlier, grab your paper, grab your pen, or your electronic device. You'll want to take some notes. You're, want to, you're going to want to write down your questions, and I'm going to challenge you to call. Whether you call, call Jose here at the studio today, I'm going to give you our office phone number. Uh, as Randy mentions, we're not lawyers, okay? But we can help with the basics. More importantly, we're going to point you in the right direction. And this isn't a money thing for us. This is a help our, our the Tampa Bay, our listeners. Listeners. This is right. to help our folks make good decisions and, and be prepared, okay? Because this is what a will is basically going to do. Um, so, again, I challenge you, write down your questions. We're going to give out our phone numbers in a little bit so you can call our office. You can call us here in the studios. But, again, 80% of adult Americans do not have a will. And if you don't know what a will is, that's why I have Randy here today. Randy is going to give us the definition of a will, amongst other things. But uh, start us off, Randy. What what in the world is a will? Right. So uh, before, I'm going to back up a, a couple of questions things real quick. It's, this is not really a discussion for advisors, but a call to action for you. And I'm talking to all of you out there. Make the decision today to, to write something in a will, because if you don't, uh, down the road, and we're going to go through that in a minute, if you don't have a will, what happens? But please, please make that call to action today and sit down and start writing some things up. Now, a will specifically is a written directive controlling the di- dis- uh, uh, disposition of property at death. So in layman's terms, if you want to tell your loved ones how you want to handle your stuff when you die, that's what you do is you write it up. Now, it's, it's not, it is that easy, but there are some uh, laws that the, Flor- the state of Florida has. For instance, it must be written, and you must be 18 years of age at least, and you must be of sound mind, and you must, it must be witnessed and notarized. So keep those things in mind. Again, talk to an attorney, and he, will help, he or she can help you. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I think you hit it. You hit the nail on the head the other day. You basically told us that it's your voice from the grave. Mm. If you still want to have a say in how things are running with your stuff, that's your opportunity. So again, we've been talking to Randy Patterson. We're going to get back into it. We talked about what a will does. We basically told you go. Eighty percent of the people listening today don't have a will. Randy explained that it's very simple to do. We're going to kind of talk a little bit about how to get it set up, but we're really going to be from a pretty high look. It. We're not going to get into the details. Right. So, you know, the will basically is going to give someone a voice from the grave. Is that what we discussed? Right, exactly. So the, the will, well, let me back up again to say that, that please don't be overwhelmed by all the possibilities and things that we talk about today. Do one thing at a time. It's really, really important to, to at least write something down, sit down with your spouse or uh, whomever. If you the, the real push for this all is once you start gathering information, gathering stuff, gathering family and, and, and loved ones and things like that, you'll find that that's where you really want to start writing things down. But um, so what we're going to do, what we've done is we structured this. If you have a will, that's great. If you don't have a will, write a will. Then we'll go into some probate. Then we'll talk about uh, trusts and all of that, too. So, okay. Yeah. Well, t- we'll tell what happened. So, okay. So, eighty yeah. percent. If, 80%, if every, well, let's just be, let's just make it real ugly. Yeah. If eighty percent of the people who are listening today passed away all of a sudden, right. and they don't have a will, what happens to all their stuff? Okay. When I say stuff, it's not just you know this pen that I have or my iPhone. 
Um, it, it's it's kids, it's assets, it's real estate. Come, right. Tell us what happens to right. all that stuff. So, and again, we're getting into some technical terms. It's a little bit of legal jargon. Like, I'm, again, we're not lawyers, but I want you to understand that it's, it's make it less difficult for yourself by putting a will together. Because if you don't, it's what's called dying intestate. Mm. There's a formula fixed by law for the distribution of your estates, and they, be, they may be subject to higher court costs. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, if the decedent dies... Uh, is survived by his or her spouse, lifting no decedents. The surviving spouse receives all the decedents' probates. But it, is, it, it starts going into so many formulas and legal information that it's, it's going to cost anybody that's involved in it a lot of money. So the first move to make is sit down, write it out, and, and, and then move forward from there. Now, beautiful. I, no, so... If a person dies without a will, basically you're saying it's not good. <laughs> no. It could be expensive. Right. It could be time-consuming. Right. Listen, your loved ones are grieving. The last thing that they want to do is try to figure out who gets what and why they get what. This is what a will does. A will is going to speak on your behalf, and mm-hmm. 80% of the people that are listening today do not have one. I guarantee it. Well, maybe not. Eight. Maybe 75, 75 to 80 don't have it. I don't. I'm go- we are doing one. My wife said, well, you can do them online. And you can. What I would encourage you to do is call Randy and I. We're, gonna get, we're not going to do the will for you. What we will do is we're going to point you in the right direction. And that's, what, that's really what we're here to do. Our, our number directly is 727-586-5655. That's 727-586-5655. That's Bel Air Wealth Management. Don't call us now right now because obviously you call us. Now, we're not going to be there, right? Right. Okay. So, but we're going to get you pointed in the right directions. We've got a network. We've got uh, attorneys that'll help you do it that are believers, that are Christ followers. You know, so we're going to just get you pointed in the right direction, but we want to help you, but we can't help you if you don't call. Well, let me give you this picture real quick, if I got a second. Please. That so you have died, and now the court appoints a personal representative. A personal representative, you have no idea, he has no idea who you are, and et cetera. He comes in, and the, the, there's a court, and there's a judge, and then there's people looking at the judge saying, this guy owes me money, or that person. Yeah. This personal representative then actually goes to the newspaper, mm-hmm. and he files a notice, and it says, well, Luke had a dog, and a cat, and a car, and a house, and, a, and all the money and everything. There's the checking accounts, the savings accounts, and how much debt he has. That's where we're going to get into probate as mm-hmm. well, because probate opens you up to everything. Perfect. So we're going to hit probate here in a minute. What, let me ask you this: What would you when when would you need a will? When is the right time to create a will? So, let's say I'm 20 years old, or if I'm 60 years old. I mean, is there a, is there a good time? Is there the right time when to create a will? Right. So if you follow through on that, let's say the uh, the guy that's just 21 years old, he just came out. He's got a lot of debt. Uh, obviously, he's maybe has a family. He hasn't gotten married yet, and all that. Usually, is is the, probably one of the last things on their mind that want to write something out it's, because they really don't have anything. It's been the last well, I got thing a, on my, my mind. My 1968 Camaro. It's all I got. Yeah. So bury me in that, and I'll be done. Yeah. But uh, the, the the catalyst on that usually is something like uh, assets start to build. Yeah. Uh, family starts to grow, mm-hmm. and things like that. So you start thinking about where what happens to these things. It's and I, I I hope that nobody takes offense to this, but honestly, it's very selfish mm. for you to leave this world and say, I don't really care what happens to anything. Somebody else is going to have to take my stuff and do you whatever. You told me that yesterday. Right. You so, told me I was selfish. No, I didn't, I didn't say personally. It's pretty, pretty selfish. Right. Of you. Okay. So when, when a person dies, they've got, you've got nine months, basically, to find all the information. So it becomes almost like an Easter egg hunt. Yeah. Uh, you get the mail in. You're trying to figure out where all the assets are and things like that. It's just not a fun thing. 
So for someone who's 20, yeah, okay, do you need a will today? Well, it depends. You might. I mean, you might have enough stuff. Um, there might be enough people fighting over your stuff when you do pass. You know, mm-hmm. Again, the will is to get it so you have a voice once you're gone, and that's really all that matters. I mean, you can tell people that I want to give it all to Randy and Luke if you'd like in your will. That'd be good, right? <laughs> or, or not, but that's the idea. You know, the, the older you get, you know, normally that's when you start to accumulate assets. You absolutely need to have something spelled out that tells people what to do. Mm-hmm. You can't just assume, and that's that's kind of what I would. Well, I assume that my mom would take my kids, and then all of a sudden, you know, you brought it. Well, what do you mean? There's other family that might want the kids, and now you've got, like you said, a judge that probably just wants to get to the next case and move on, and that right. maybe won't look too deep into it. So it's important. If you don't have a will, let's start today. How difficult, Randy? That leads right into the next one. How difficult is it to set up a will? Right. So if you would take a simple document and write something up that says, uh, let's say, example, I, Randy Patterson, uh, being sound in mind and body, have these things that uh, I have in assets and et cetera and on and on. Now, again, I want, it's important to understand that it's you really should have an attorney because the state of Florida Every state is different. Yeah. So if you're from Indiana, for instance, like I am, and you had a will in Indiana, then you need to talk to a, a, a Florida attorney now that I live here and make sure that there's a uh, – it's following the state, the, Florida, the state of Florida laws and those kind of things. So yeah. be careful with that. But it's, it's fairly simple. Mm-hmm. You can talk to a legal counsel and say, uh, I want to write this will up. They will sit down with you. Importantly – that they know the questions to ask. Right. You, may, you may not think of all those things that are important. Right. They will. They'll ask you questions, sit down and interview you and all of that. So yeah. I, I highly recommend that. Yeah. And again, you call us at 727-586-5655, 727-586-5655. We're going to help identify an attorney that's close to you, that's a believer, that can help you get it set up the right way. Um, well, here, here's one. What if somebody says, well, I set up a will. It was a long time ago. Should I create a new one or can I update my existing one? That's a really great question. A lot of people have a tendency to say, well, I'm going to review it. And then next time I do it, I make some notes on it. And then I go in again and make some notes on it. Legally, from the state of Florida, as I understand it, you cannot sit down and write and make notes. That's what I what they use is the word, uh, it's deemed effective, it must be proved by a court yeah. and a witness. a witness. So be very careful. I would recommend minimally every 12 months you sit down and say, this is this is what I want, there's a witness. You should. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, the state of Florida requires two witnesses and or a notary, both. So make sure you do that as well. Remember, this is a legal document, and Luke said three or four times already, it's you're speaking from the grave. It's somebody. It's you're selling, giving people instruction as to what you really wanted to do. Yeah. Well, I think that, uh, I mean, as you've hit on some things, uh, hopefully you've compelled some people, which I, I know you have to have, because this is a this is a big audience. This is a, a large group of listeners. So there's probably thousands right now that are listening to us live saying, you know what? I mean, yeah, that that's me. And then they're, you know, maybe we've compelled them and then, you know, and then they get home and then the world starts and all of a sudden the kids are bothering them. They got to cook dinner and then they've got sports tomorrow and then people challenge yourself you got to put it you got to make a plan if you do not plan you're just plan you're just failing to plan right i right, mean amen. you're you're not doing what's right for you and your family as you told me yesterday you're being selfish okay so so far we've been talking about wills uh, we're going to get into probate we're just going to recap real quickly this is uh we're live with Randy the madman Patterson <laughs> the owner managing right. director my boss at uh-huh. Bel Air Wealth Management uh, the questions have been kind of easy today i think i should give them some real hard 
hard ones. I don't know. Maybe give me a call or call in. Maybe we'll give them a hard one or something. But uh, we we're, we're discussing the topic today is wills, probate, and trust. We've hit on wills. And just to recap, what we found out today, if you're just joining us, is that almost 80% of American adults do not have a will. And what a will does is it speaks on your behalf when you are dead. Yes, that is That's correct. That's it. Here's what's important at, uh, on this is even if you're younger and you don't have one right now, take a look at your parents, for oh, instance. Yeah, good point. Do they have one? Talk with them about it and see what they have set up. And, and as a lead into that, there are other documents that we need to talk about if, if yeah. you want to go there, too. Yeah, let's let's do that. Okay. So. All right, so let me do that real quick. Yeah. So now that we've decided, sorry, so now that we've decided that we're going to have a will, then we're going to get that written up. What are other things that are important to you? As you get older, you have to start thinking about if if I'm incapacitated for whatever reason, who's taking over for me? Who's going to make decisions for me? So those are what we call LPOAs, limited power of attorneys or durable power of attorneys. So those types of things, a lot of the folks understand them and know that if if you are incapacitated in some way, then somebody will they will step in for you. That's not the only document. You also need to consider a living will, which you probably are familiar with. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it gives. It's that, a will when I'm alive. Yeah. It's a. <laughs> right. Very, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a healthcare surrogate you appoint, so that person will help you make will make decisions for you as if you are in, when you're incapacitated. Anatomical donations, things like that. So, what I'm saying is. I know it. Don't be paralysis by analysis. Mm -hmm. Take it one step at a time. Make sure that you line these things up. And if you're younger, look at your parents or someone older that that maybe need to ask these questions. To you need to ask them questions. Do you have this set up? Yeah. Who takes care of things if you're incapacitated or God forbid that you die? That you yeah. die. So they're, yeah, they're tough questions. But I'll tell mm -hmm. you, they they're gonna they'll actually bring you closer to your family. Mm -hmm. I mean, no one likes to talk about those things, but no one has a clock on their life. Last time I checked, let me, well, you don't wear a watch. I don't wear you a don't watch, even no. know what you don't even know when you're dying, man. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I hope I'm I am ab actually I don't even hope. I am absolutely sure that Randy and the information that we're talking about today has compelled some listeners to write down some questions and has got them thinking. What I would say is call Randy, call Dave Cruz, who's not here today, Mr. Dave, the day off guy. It's usually Randy that we're given a hard time mm -hmm. that he's not here, nice. but it's Dave today. Or call myself again don't call us at the office now you're gonna you you won't get us we're not there but call us anytime 727-586-5655 727-586-5655 with your questions we're gonna take your all your information if we can help you we'll do it if we can't we're gonna point you right down the right direction and get you lined up with other christ followers people that have your best interest at mind and believe what you believe so Hey guys, into, yeah. I got a, I got a question for Randy. Oh. Yes, sir. Randy, a lot of our listeners are they're pretty savvy people, and they do consume not only ministry radio here uh, on this station, but they also listen to our, some of our talk uh, frequencies as well. And so there's a lot of uh, ad campaigns out there for uh, will uh, pr uh, services that they can go on to. A lot of online mm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you have any any um, insight into that? Is that something that you recommend, or do you want to steer people away from that? What are your thoughts on no, that? that, that and that's that's so important, especially today with all social media and all internet. One of the things I did, by the way, and you all should do, is when you go on the internet, it's not always true. 
right? What? It just isn't. Stop. So, yeah, make sure that you trust but verify <laughs> and take a look at the right, like I just said earlier about Florida Bar. It's it's an official site. So be careful, as, as you would with anything, when you put your, you know, somebody says, well, give me $15 and I'll give you a copy or a whole booklet of such and such. Well, then their $15 is gone. Yeah. So be very careful, cautious, do all the research that you need. There are some, I don't have, I won't recommend any party in particular, uh, but there are some real simple groups out there yeah. that will say, uh, for $200, we'll give you the whole packet. Uh, what I talked about earlier called advanced directives. So you have an d- advanced directive packet, which will give you a living will, uh, a durable power of attorney, and those kinds of things, uh, uh, anatomical donations and all of that. So just, just all I say is, please be careful. Call us. Yeah, call mm-hmm. us. I mean, that's what we're here to do. We're, we don't, we're not going to charge you. Call us. We're, we're friendly. You know, right. I'm, I'm the friendliest. So if you want someone really friendly, <laughs> ask for Luke. Right, right. Uh, Dave's got the nice voice. He, he, he still thinks he's James Dobson on the radio, right. uh, <laughs> which actually he right. does sound. He's, he's actually Warren Buffett in person, James Dobson on the radio. I mean, that's, uh, he's that's very great. Yeah. Um, so, and, so I'm, and I'm Tom Cruise on the radio, so. <laughs> crickets. I, I where's don't, I don't, yeah, I Jose, where's a, the crickets, man? Where's the crickets? for that one. Oh, oh my okay. gosh. Oh, by the way, we are fee only. We do not charge by the hour, so we'd be more than happy. I love my legal friends. They're great folks. They charge by the hour. So ask us if we can help basically give uh, hone you in on particular questions to ask for yeah. uh, for legal counsel we certainly want to help you with that all right well can i can i ask a question now please can i say thank you, you may. he's my you can tell this guy's my boss he's like he's so controlling over me uh-huh. all right let's talk about probate yes. what is probate i've heard that word before yes yeah what so tell well, you me you know that i'm going to go to the latin right uh, of course you will. You're probably going right. to dig so deep that no, people are going to turn no, us off right now. It basically means to test or prove. That's test all it means. That's it, what probate is. Probate is. Probate is a court-supervised process uh-huh. for identifying and gathering assets of a deceased person, paying the decedent's debts, and distributing the decedent's assets to his or her beneficiaries. There are two simple types, a formal and a summary. Uh, the easiest way to look at a summary is to say, I, I just had a client that died, and uh, they had a fairly small uh, asset base. Most all of that, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, did not go to probate because it's, they already have designated beneficiaries in it. For instance, IRAs, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 403Bs, things like that. Okay. Now, there was a small area, for instance, a checking account, savings account, that would go to probate, but it's very quick and simple. It's called summary, so it's a lot less costly. Gotcha. That help? That does. Okay. Does, does everyone have to go through probate? Great question. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow, where did you get that question? Ah, I don't know. Let's right. pull yeah, it out of so, here. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. From so the, Jose? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, okay. So the, Thanks, Jose. So we're, we're going to now start talking things like, I don't want to go through probate, so help me get away from probate. So then we start talking about trusts and part of the estate, so don't let those names throw you off. An estate basically is basically all that you have. And that a trust is a particular document. Again, that's a document, a legal document, that's its own entity and speaks for you from the grave. Mm. So the answer is there will be some basic probate, but it gets a little more difficult on, a, on, a, on this issue because what we call a poor over will. And I don't want to go too, much, too deep into that, but a will would say, um, all, all I have in here, I'm going to pour this will over into my trust. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there, then that wipes, the judge looks at it basically in so many words, says, okay, good, that there's a, 
uh, all of these things are going to the trust. The trust has its own say. Short, Thank you very sweet, much. Have a nice boom, day. Boom, bada boom. Yeah. Right. But I mean, again, if, if you don't have any of that, that's where you get into the costs. That's when you get into the judge making right. all the decisions for the estate. I'm glad you brought that up. You're welcome. Because uh, here's the process. Uh, the clerk of the circuit court, the circuit, cu- uh, the circuit judge, the personal representative, the attorney, those filing claims, the IRS, oh, yeah. all those folks are involved. Oh, yeah. The personal representative responsible for publishing, as I said earlier, publishing a notice, of cr- notice to creditors in a local newspaper to give notice to the potential claims against uh, any responsibilities of the decedent. So w- one of the things we did as trust folks is to simply say, they would ask the question, why do I need a trust? The yep. simple answer to that is not even taxes. The simple answer is keep you out of probate. Good. I don't want my cat and dog and my husband or my uh, uh, my house and my car and everything on and, and all of that. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that was actually going to be one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, uh, you know, what happens when you actually create the trust? Does the, cre- does the trust, does it, is that supersede a will? Does it supersede like a, a note you might have written down on a napkin? I mean, what, what, tell me about a trust. What does that actually do? How, when you, what happens when you create that trust? Right. So a trust is a document. Again, that is a legal document that you need an attorney to sit down with you. There are different types of trusts. But the simple trust says, this is what this is what I want to happen to my assets. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference there is the will says, I want this to happen to my assets. Mm-hmm. The trust says, by the way, I'm now a living entity. I'm an entity that says, I am the Randy Pattison Trust mm-hmm. with Randy Pattison as the trustee. So I can, I have, that's a revocable trust. Mm-hmm. So I put all the information in there in the trust and say in the trust, everything I have in my will pours over into the trust and the trust takes care of everything. Then when I die, a successor trustee takes over and becomes the voice for me. Perfect. Wow. That was, that was really good. That wow. was really good. I, I feel that. educated. I'm actually, I feel much smarter. Um, so how do I decide if, uh, you know, if I need a will or if a trust is best? Is there, is there some sort of scale, you know, is there, when I get X amount, should I start a trust or, you know? The, the, the important part about a trust, and again, it's, it, it has one of those smacks of, wow, trust, what does that mean? It sounds like you've got, you're very, very wealthy, you have millions of dollars and all that. That doesn't mean that at all. It means that it takes you out of probate yeah. and gives you an in, gives you instruction. It does cost extra money yep. by a lawyer to write up a document right. uh, so that on a revocable trust, by the way, revocable simply means all of the things that you own in that trust. And by the let me let me back up for a minute to say, when you set up a trust, that doesn't mean it's done. What you have to do then is you have to fund the trust. So for instance, you say, okay, Randy Patterson has a trust. Here it is. What's in it? Um, nothing right now. So what I have to do is I have to, re, for instance, retitle my home. Mm-hmm. It no longer says Randy Patterson on the deed. Mm-hmm. It says the trust, Randy Patterson's trust, mm-hmm. Randy Patterson is trustee. So those are important things that the lawyers are going to help you walk through the so process. they're going to help you figure out, you know, hey, you know, your will's good for you. You don't really have much. It'll be pretty easy if you were to pass. You no. know, and then you get someone that maybe has multiple properties, that has businesses, that right. has stocks. And, exactly, because remember yeah. that once you get married and you have ben- and you have kids, they yeah. become beneficiaries. So right. now what do you want the kids to do? Then you get into a whole other game that's not a game, but another scenario that says if you do come into some money and you're kids uh, 22 years old, would you want your child to have 
a lot of money when you die. Right. We're going to hit that. Don't, don't, okay, sorry. don't, hey, wanna, don't, right. don't go there. Yeah, we're going right. to talk about that. So I think the big, the biggest thing today is maybe, maybe no one's asking, but maybe I'm asking myself, you know, Randy and I are financial advisors. Why are we on the show? Why are we taking an hour of out, an outstanding opportunity to talk about us and how we manage money and how good and how I'm going to say it, how great we are at what we do? Why are we taking an hour of time to talk about wills and probate and trust, which is, you know, to most people, it's uh, it's something that they never want to talk about. Up almost 80% don't have a will, so I'm going to bet most people don't even like talking about it. Well, at the end of the day, it's because we care. It's, it should be a part of your financial plan. So if you do have an advisor, if you do have a financial planner, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you've already gone down that path. But if you have not, I challenge you to call your advisor today or Monday and tell them we need to get this set up. I got one more question I want to ask to Randy Patterson as okay. we've been talking talking through wills, probate, and trust. We only have about a minute, so I really just want to find out. Wills and trust, we kind of talked about wills, how often you want to update them. What about a trust? How often? Because there's probably a lot more people on the, that are listening today that have a trust, but maybe they set it up 10 years ago or, or right. 15 or 20 years ago. Should they be updating this trust? Yeah, right. Trust is a dynamic document. And when you first sit down and set a trust up and you have lots of information uh, guardianships and where the kid's going and if the dollars and things like that. What's important is you don't necessarily have to set up every 12 months to do that. I would recommend at least every couple of years maybe to, to, to go through it. But here's the most important part. If there's a dynamic change in your life, for instance, you've had a child, for instance, you've come into some money, there are those types of things, mm -hmm. then you want to take a look and, and go back through right. the document. Don't wait for the two-year clock. Do not. Just no. hammer that out right. real quick. Right. Because you know what? at some point, you will come up in your mind and say, you know what? I better go back through. When you, when you have that in your mind and it says, I better go back through my trust, do it that day. That's a good idea. So... Um, I th hopefully, like I said, I, I know people have to be compelled, um, you know, and, and maybe you didn't have a chance to call us, call in today, but I want to give out our office number one more time, the direct number to call Randy, myself, or Dave Cruz to answer any other questions you might have is 727-586-5655. That's 727-586-5655. Call us Monday morning, write down your questions, pray about it, seek God's wisdom. But more importantly, you know, in Proverbs 15, 22, it says to seek counsel, that when you plan, you plan, the, the plan will fail just for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Proverbs 15, 22, write that down. So as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, I want to thank you for listening to the I Work For Him show today. Thank you, Jose. You're awesome. What a great question. Man, you really pulled that one out. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> when thanks for handling the controls with precision. He really kept me in line. It makes it really, really easy. Uh, thank you also to our show sponsors. You can find more about them on iworkforhim.com, iworkforhim.com. When you get home today, please take the time to go to the website. On iworkforhim website, you're going to find all sorts of great resources, including links to all of our archives from all the past shows. This show is going to be archived. This is probably going to be a top five. Would you agree, Jose? This is we're, this yeah, is the it's, real it's deal. one for the books. It's one for the books. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's going to link to the podcast. So you can sign up on iTunes. Yes, uh, Jim Brangenberg and the I Work For Him show, are, are, he's got podcast. He's got a ton of them up there on iTunes. Uh, please also follow us on Facebook. Just search I Work For Him. And on the Facebook page, we've got pictures. We've got guests. You're going to see me. You're going to see Randy. And also, you're going to see previews for the upcoming guests. 
If you're still in the office when I Work For Him comes on the air, you can find us also on iHeartRadio. All you do is you search for Faith Talk 570 and 910. Based on today's I Work For Him discussion, what do you think it's going to take for us to take this city for Jesus Christ in the workplace? There's an epic battle for the souls of our co-workers and employees. Join the I Work For Him nation and commit to we need to be praying for them each day and every day by name. Don't just pray for them. Pray for them specifically by name. We need to be purposeful in our actions to them and each and every day by befriending them at every turn. You know, maybe you're at the water cooler. Maybe you can take someone to lunch. You know, you never know how, what kind of impact you can have on somebody's life just by using those three scriptures that we talked about at the beginning. Galatians 6, 7, Matthew 7, 12, Colossians 3, 23. You don't know what type of impact you can have on someone's life. Remember, you may only be the G, the only Jesus that your coworkers and employees ever meet, you ever hear. We need to be prepared. You need to be preparing yourself for this battle. Go to the iWorkForHim.com and join the I Work For Him nation. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your guest host, Luke Andrews. I am a Christ follower and I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.